When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, everybody, what's going down? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every day, Monday morning uh, through Friday morning, I suppose. We do it every single day. It's a weird way to start the show. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, Instagram. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Good crowd we already got going there this morning. Uh, first off on the show, the CD turns 40 today, and just like a Hollywood actress, good luck finding work at that age. Also, better call it a day. But first, let's do some live dates. Huh? September 21st, the Vixen Theater, Chicago, Illinois. It's actually in McHenry, Illinois, but for anybody who is going to be outside of the Chicago area, it's so much easier to just say Chicago, right? September 22nd through the 24th. I'll be at the Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois, with Jonathan Kite. October 8th, Minneapolis, The Dirty Show, Club Underground. Shit, yeah. October 15th, uh, Beaver Island Brewing, St. Cloud, Minnesota. I'm going to be uh, up at, uh, dude, that show, that silly Beaver show. So goddamn good. So awesome. Loving it. December 2nd through uh, December 3rd. Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas. Again, with Jonathan Kite. Find all that information, tickets and such. You can get it. RudyPovich.com. Good morning, Dana. Hi, Danielle. Good morning to you. What's up, Lynn? Haven't seen you in a long time. Hopefully everything's going well. What's up, BJ? Hi, Erica. Jules. Nicole. What's up, Tara? Amanda? Andrea? Like I said, good little old lunch crowd we got cooking today, huh? Went up to House of Comedy last night. Did a set. It wasn't a terrible set, but I walked out of there last night just feeling defeated. I don't know what it is about having, you know, going in, doing a set at a comedy club, and then it's like you do this to yourself, you know? It wasn't an awful set. I had a couple of new jokes that hit pretty hard last night, but I don't know. Sometimes you, I, walk, I walked out of there last night going, man, you haven't had a good set in like a week. It's been like a week, maybe even a week and a half. Like, fucking, what the fuck, man? And then it dawned on me, like, no, dude, last Wednesday, you went out, did three sets. All were great. Why are you beating yourself up? Stop doing that shit. Knock it off, man. Drive, like, and it's funny because for how many podcasts for comedians that I, you know, help produce and edit, it's always the same story. And I guarantee that it's not just comedians. I bet there's a lot of people who are station nurses that drive home going, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck did you, why did you do? There's always a firefighter who's probably on the way home who was just like, what the fuck, man, you grabbed a three-eighths wrench? What were you thinking? 
There's got to be a mechanic out there that was like, man, why did you go fucking 5W30? You always go 10W30, you son of a bitch. I don't know why, what it is that it is. Like, there's that common thread that, and maybe it's because I, I bet there's people that have done TED Talks. I, I feel like every TED Talk I have ever watched, I've, I feel like those people get off the stage and immediately they go, that was fucking awesome. Because me as the viewer goes, that was fucking awesome. There's got to be one or two people in the TED Talk mix that sit back and go, fucking, what was, why did I say that? Why did I riff that? Why did those, those words come out of my mouth? What was I thinking? Danielle, it's a pretty regular occurrence for me, but then I remember that I like caring for others. Yeah, absolutely. I think we always have to come back to the common thread of why it is that we do what we do. Jules, we're all our own worst critic. Ain't that the goddamn truth? Shelly, top of the morning to you, Rudy. Well, top of the morning to you too, Shelly. But I'm, I know it happens with a lot of people, and especially people who have to do some sort of public speaking. But last night, I don't know what it was. I was on the way home, and just you have those moments where you just go, "What the? What are you doing? The fuck? God damn it!" That is the one nice thing about if you have a bad set. I don't mind having a bad set on like Tuesday through Friday. Because I know that I can get back up on that horse by the time, you know, the next day I'm doing a set somewhere. And there's a lot of times, and I know this is cheating, and I don't give a shit. Because there's a lot of times I feel like I haven't had a good set in a week and a half, almost two weeks. And I just go, fuck it. Do old shit that you know works. It's almost like jumping onto Tinder just to get a couple of swipes to make sure that you're still fuckable. Like, I'll go out and do a set somewhere and just do, I, I'll do five that I know is fine and it's going to get a good reaction just so I can feel good about myself, just to help propel the boat a little bit further down the road. There was a gal last night I saw, though. I, I love when I see comics for the first time and they just, you can tell that there is something in there. And there was a, there was a young woman by the name of Joy, and I, I'm spacing on her last name. But she, I was chatting with her before the show last night. She's new. She's done comedy maybe five times. And sometimes you can just tell by the cadence of somebody's voice that they're going to be good. It's almost like, you know, when you go on a date with somebody and the minute they open their mouth, you're like, this is never going to go anywhere. Or I could see where this has potential. But for me, um, yeah, I saw this gal last night. And I thought she's going to be funny. She will be much like when I saw Tia. I'm always screwing up her last name. Tia Hanus, Tina Hands. Much like when I saw her for the first time, I went fucking funny. You are funny. Was your set amazing? No. Did you leave the mic stand in front of you the entire time? Yes. Drives me nuts when comics do that. <laughs> but you knocked it out of the park. And in five years, you're going to be a killer. And I watched this Joy Gal get up last night and, man, commanded that stage. Commanded it. Very soft-spoken. Did not move. She stood in one place the entire time. And I've always said there is something to it. I watched Leah Lamar get up on stage. She does not move. 
She plants her feet. She grabs that microphone and crushes every crowd. And that is exact. I felt like you give this joy gal, you give her five years. If she sticks with it, she's going to, she's going to be a killer. She'll be a, just a destroyer on stage. Kimberly. Hi, how are you? Uh, perfect analogy. Uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. There's times I see comics and I'm just like, yep, they got it. There is something there behind it. I've realized a long time ago, it always goes back to the saying of walking out of that, that voiceover session. I was doing something. It wasn't I'm trying to think exactly what it was for. It wasn't for um, cartoon. Net. It was, I do remember it was animation though, because I had, there was a director. I think it may have been something for, how was it? I used to do these cartoons all the time for education. So they would have like all these characters. And in the end, there was always like a lesson, you know, like if you were teaching kids math or something, they did it in cartoon form to be able to keep kids attention. And it was downtown audio ruckus. I'm in the booth. My good friend, Karen is engineering. I had a, I had a, I, from what I thought I had a, great session. And when I walked out, the director had come out and I, we were with, I don't know, four or five other people that afternoon that were just like so good on the mic. And I walked out of the, uh, the booth director walks up to me, female. I forget her name. She walks up, she shakes my hand and kind of pulls me away from the group a little bit. And she said, I just want you to know you're not the most talented guy I've had, but you are the most coachable. And I thank you. And I can't wait to work with you again. And I remember thinking, I think most people would take that as a backhanded compliment or just not even a compliment at all. And I went, hey, I appreciate that because this business does not take the most talented. It takes the hardest working. And those are the people that last the fucking longest. And it sucks because I would gladly give up all the hard work to just have talent because <laughs> I'm fucking tired of working hard. Fuck it. <laughs> I would gladly, I would gladly take 18 months at the top and never have to do this shit again. Then look down that path and go, this is what I do till the day I die. Whether that happens in 15 months or I'm 96, this is just going to be it. God damn it. Oh, why can't I just work in a factory and get a gold watch after 30 years and then call it a fucking life? Why this? Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> That's a great way to go ahead and start out the goddamn Wednesday, huh? Um, I don't know. There's just days I just feel like, what the fuck, dude? What were you thinking? God, you could have been a roofer. You could have been a window installer. You could have been a plumber. Can you imagine at 41 being a, I got a friend of mine who was a plumber for 20 years, cash it all in, bought himself a driving range. Him and his wife run it. They make, they print money. Dude show up constantly hitting golf balls and buying overpriced beers. What the fuck was I thinking? Oh, God damn it. Jim Norner on the live feed. You know what I'm talking about, dude. God damn driving seven hours to do a fucking half hour set for 30 bucks. Oh, the fuck were we thinking? The compact disc turns 40 years old today. Can you believe that? It's weird how I brought this shit up last night. I did a joke on stage, a new joke about how the 90s just had all the best shit. 
I think even even musically, I know a lot of people go, hey man, the 70s were the shit. 70s were great, late 60s were great, early 70s were awesome. But let's not forget, man, the 90s had some goddamn great records, man. Really good. I mean, they had there was great shows. Generation X was kind of, you know, running the joint. It just felt like there was a movement, like there was something going on. And I brought this up. Even pro wrestling had its day. You know, I was at a barbecue the other day and a guy, I was bullshitting with this dude and some gal that was at the barbecue went, uh, well, I got two words for you. And me and this other dude simultaneously both went, suck it. Degeneration X. That was like, that was most of my upbringing was just telling people to suck it. <laughs> just giving him the, Fuck it, suck it, I got two words for you, suck it. Well, I saw this dude driving down the highway, driving down the street, 66th Street in Richfield. So I jumped out onto the street and I did the, uh, hey, suck it. You know, I was like, hey, it's Greg, I'm going to suck it. Then I realized, oh shit, that's not Greg. Just some guy driving by me going, oh my God, is that guy telling me to suck his dick? What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Jules, the CD birthday makes me feel old. You guys remember your first compact disc? You guys remember the first thing that you got? Because I remember mine. It was Weird Al, Alapalooza, and it was the CD cover. Remember, I'm saying CD cover, not album cover. The CD cover was a take on Jurassic Park. And I remember like those two things being simultaneously like back-to-back because I bought that, but it was only like, oh, it must have been like six months prior, I bought the Batman soundtrack that Prince had done with Bat Dance and all the weird, you know, Prince music that was just like, what the fuck was all this, man? What are you talking about? But that was the big one, man. That was like the, the big Alapalooza. I got that record. And then immediately after that, the next record I bought, I, record the next CD that I bought, was The Chronic by Dr. Dre. And what was funny about that is my mom specifically, I had saved up enough money, like, I don't know, 17 bucks to go buy a CD. And my mom said, you cannot get one that has parental advisory on it. No way. Like, you, you not, I'm not having that in my house. And I went, not a problem. So I went down and I bought The Chronic, which obviously had a parental advisory sticker on it. And then I went down to the $2 bin and I bought a $2 CD, which was like some fucking world music, you know? I don't know what it was. All it was like some, it was a, it was like, remember, um, what was it like uh, up with people? Like it was something like that. It was world music, something that they would play at the beginning of an Olympic ceremony. And I brought it home. And I stuck the chronic in my waistband of my pants so my mom wouldn't find it. And then I showed my mom the Up With People CD that I had purchased for $2. And she's like, this is what you bought? Yep. I've never seen you listen to world music ever. No, this is really, some really good stuff on it. A friend of mine played this to me at his house the other day. It was awesome. I liked it. It was really good. My mom said, all right. Then I went upstairs. And on the lowest volume ever, I stuck my ear up against the boombox 
and listen to Dr. Dre's The Chronic non-goddamn stop. <laughs> Olena, first CD I bought was Green Day Dookie. Yeah, that was that's probably got to be in my first 20 albums that I bought. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Amanda, I still have cassette tapes. Can't play them, but I can't part with them. Yeah, that's funny you say that because I got a bunch of old radio air checks from like the 93X days of me interviewing the guys from Static X, Avenged Sevenfold, Mudvayne. It just sit, they sit in a box. I've been driving them around the country now for however long. Fucking just get rid of all that shit. I don't need it. I, I sound like a, you guys think I have a high voice now. You should have heard me 14 years ago. It's awful, man. Lynn, cassette tapes are a thing again. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to throw. They said that about the newspaper. Hey, man, the newspaper's got a resurgence. I'm like, really? You try to fucking tear away a kid's iPad? Because <laughs> I've listen. I've ridden on some subways. I've been on some light rails. I ain't seen a newspaper. I saw a guy with a newspaper about a month ago walk into a restaurant, and that was the first newspaper I bet I have seen in seven years. How they stay afloat. I have no idea. Feels like it is such a waste of paper. We use it to start bonfires around here. That's why we have it. Lynn, Five Finger Death Punch has cassette tapes coming out of their new album. Lynn, this might be the only time that we ever disagree on anything, but I fucking hate that band. There's nothing that just, I, I, it is the Backstreet Boys of Metal. It's dudes in, see, I, I, listen, that, and I've had lunch with the guys from Disturbed. Very nice dudes. Cannot handle their music. It is wow. Oh, I, I don't know what it is. I just, there's something about it. It just screams insane clown posse to me. It seems like it is just so bad and overproduced and hyped. Now, if you really want to break things down, this is where I'm going to start losing people. If we really want to start breaking things down, I would love to, like there was a band that Ivan was in called Flaw and Flaw was amazing. Motor Grader was amazing. Was he in Flaw? No, he was in Motor Grader and I think one of the other guys was from Flaw. But anyways, both those bands, great. And then for some reason, they imagine if peanut butter and jelly tasted like shit. That is what Five Finger Death Punch was. You took these two things that were amazing on their own and you got them together and it just fell apart. I don't know why. Lynn, don't knock ICP. Wow, Lynn, this will be the second thing that we disagree on. That fucking group is awful, terrible. And I'm, and here's the thing. The music, the I 1,000% understand what it takes to be an artist and how hard it is. You know how hard it is to not only figure yourself out, but then ask people to come along for the ride, to engage and build a fan base? It is fucking impossible. It is so hard. Nobody understands it. And ICP has become millionaires, millionaires. There was an acquaintance of mine, a comedian from Minneapolis, who just got done doing the gathering of the juggalos. He performed there to thousands of people. I get it. I get that people like it and they, they cling on to it and they have a, I listened to that game show song. Those guys did hilarious. Very funny. 20 some years ago. 
magnets. I don't under, I don't get it. I don't understand it. The band can be exactly whoever they want to be. It is the fans that drive me nuts. <laughs> Same thing with Nickelback. Nickelback, more than welcome to be Nickelback. The people who attend the concerts, those are the people that I have a hard time with. <laughs> Lynn, I love getting under your skin and having you rant. I'm not so much anti ICP or anti Nickelback. I'm just saying the dudes with the double Mohawks, I'm a, I'm a tattooed man. If I have kids walk down the street with a, with an ICP shirt and they have tattoos, I think to myself, what a fucking loser. That guy sucks. I am just, people look at me and think the same thing, but little do they know we're having the same thought about somebody else. You know how, you know how like Packers fans and Bears fans hate each other, but they can both agree that they hate Vikings fans. Me and the 47-year-old accountant who lives in Apple Valley in that big ass house that cost him, you know, 1.4 million. That guy looks at me and thinks I'm shit. I look at that guy and think he's shit. But we both look at ICP fans and despise them. <laughs> It's so true. Ask Riley Cosgrove, who just got onto the live feed. He's a big Insane Clown Posse fan. And I've told him for years, you got to stop. Stop going to the gathering of the Juggalos. Stop drinking Fago. Stop listen. Stop listen. Every time we road trip, you have to listen to Magnets. It's his go-to song before he gets up on stage. And I've told him, dude, ICP can be ICP. It's the fans that I have a problem with. And when guys like Riley keep perpetuating and putting up on a pedestal two grown men who dress like insane clowns, I'm just saying, it's not the band's fault. They're just trying to make a buck. It's the people, the people who, hey, there's plenty of politicians out there that I will never meet. I will never shake hands with some politicians who I think are fucking dingbats. But I have to live in society with people who follow those people. So my problem is not with the politician. It is with the people who <laughs> go to the rallies, who fucking cling on to them. It's the worst. It's the worst. Hi, Pam. I'm over here cursing. I always, I always hate when my daughter's ex-teacher comes on. To the, I love when she's here, but I hate that I can never control my mouth, and I feel terrible about it. I think Riley is left because Riley Cosgrove would definitely be talking about how much of an I, ICP, insane clown posse fan he is because he loves them. And I've told him before, you have to stop. You have to stop. That is one record that I didn't buy. This compact disc has become 40 years old. And in my existence, I have never bought one of their records. And it will continue to be that way. So on, moving on. Here we go. All right. Better Call Saul had the season finale the other night, series finale the other night. I had no idea. Wasn't aware that this was coming to an end. Riley, you can lie all you want on this live feed. We know you love. Listen, it's it's okay. You have a very wide. Your pendulum swings wide 
when it comes to the people that you enjoy listening to. I saw you went to Lady Gaga at Wrigley Field the other night. That's amazing. I hope you had a great time. But I'm sure on the drive home, you got in the Uber and you asked you asked the you asked the guy <laughs> driving the Uber if you could listen to Nickelback or Insane Clown Posse. It's completely okay. <laughs> I was not aware that Better Call Saul was supposed to be ending. All I know is uh, I am two and a half seasons into it. And just now they announced that it's all done. What the shit? It's all over, man. It's over. Lynn, you missed it. I got him to rant about ICA. They're a good band. Rudy has no taste. Oh, my gosh. Lynn. Lynn. There's Lynn, you can't believe those words. You cannot believe that ICP is a good band. You, no. No one believes that. No one believes that they are a good band. The people who listen to it like it because of the culture. And that's why they do it. It has nothing to do with the band. Because you could easily pack up that band and they could be replaced by any other two-bit rapper and they would still build a following of like-minded simpletons. That is exactly what it is. Nobody likes it. I refuse to believe it. There's no way. Not a chance. Why do you think Insane Clown Posse wears makeup? So they don't have to show their face in the Walmart. No one has to know who they are. Seri they live in obscurity of millions of dollars. But if I were to walk into a Costco right now and one of those guys handed me a cart and said, have a good day, sir, I would have no idea who it is. None whatsoever. <sighs> Sarah, got to get back on this ICP business. All right. Ah. Uh. You're getting an ICL tattoo? Is that... Uh... <laughs> oh, the ICP tattoo. Oh, listen. I didn't think you had any more room for more Insane Clown Posse tattoos. But apparently, you're just going to have to go over the old ones. Because I've seen you without a shirt on. And that is Insane Clown Posse all day. It was like it was like a drunken Picasso grabbed a tattoo gun and treated your body like a canvas for insane clubbossy. <laughs> oh I don't know what made me think of this, but one of the my fondest memory of Insane Clown Posse, not that I have many, but my fondest memory is we were camping in Somerset, Wisconsin one weekend or a concert. I believe it might have been OzFest weekend, back when they actually had fun shit in Somerset, Wisconsin. We're at our campsite. There is a group of people next to us who are the most annoying pieces of shit on the planet arguing with each other, staying up all night, playing their music till fucking four in the morning. Everybody's tired. Everyone wants to go the fuck to bed. These people were animals. Animals. The worst. Last night, we get back to the campsite. It's getting late. People are getting rowdy. It's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Campfires are everywhere. People are drinking. We see that there has a... Uh, we see that the, our camp, the people that are camping next to us have a giant bonfire 
And there are like three girls that are just screaming at each other. Remember, beginning of the weekend, these three girls, best of friends. Now it's day three of drinking, concerts, shit food, spending money. Everybody's exhausted. It's kind of like a small little version of Woodstock 99 without the shit water. Which eventually did turn to shit water because somebody lit an entire row of Porta Johns on fire. Obviously, the smell was amazing. But everyone's walking around. I had to finally just leave the campsite. I'm like, I got to go somewhere else because these, these bitches are crazy. They sat and screamed at each other till midnight. Go to bed, wake up the next morning. I walk out into the camp, out onto the camp, and I noticed the people that were camping next to us now gone. They were playing insane clown posse all night. Obviously, winners. People that are next to us, few of the cars are all gone. One of the gals gets up out of her tent and she's on her cell phone. So when I say cell phone, I mean flip phone, dude. This was like 2000, 2001, somewhere in there, maybe something like that. It was early, early. I remember when I saw that cell phone, I was like, wow, that's ballsy of her to take that out here. I mean, what'd that cost her? $79? Jesus, you're going to lose that thing, lady. We're basically camping in mud. What are you doing? She's on the phone with her mom, and she's like, Amanda and Janie, they left me, and they were bitches to me all night, and I, I can't find my, I don't know where my keys are, and I can't, and, and I, oh my God, somebody shit on the hood of my car. <laughs> we walked over, and somebody got on the hood of this crazy bitch's car. It completely took a huge dump. <laughs> and when I mean a dump, dude, this was like, this was like a biker named Tiny had hoisted himself up there, man. I thought maybe somebody backed in a horse and just let the horse pl Dude, it was the biggest turd I've ever seen in my life. And me and my buddy Joe Mackey and my sister and a few people we camped with, Dude, we were driving home, and in like a, an hour of silence, I just busted out laughing, and Joe goes, are you thinking about that turd? And I'm like, yes! And he's like, same here, man. I can't get it. I'm like, dude, so fucking funny. So amazingly funny. Oh, my God. Awesome. Riley, I wasn't born until 2001. I love when you teach history. Yeah, someone's got to pass this shit down. Progressively, everything we pass down is just a little bit worse because I sh gave my, my parents gave me Led Zeppelin. I'm giving my daughter the Foo Fighters. And one day my daughter will look at her kids and go, man, you guys got to hear wet ass pussy. It's amazing. Mommy's jam from back in the day. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day, it is on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. You guys, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Hopefully, you get the download today. Make sure you subscribe wherever it is that you find this podcast. And thank you very much. Once again, Riley, take care, bud. Good seeing you. And uh, everybody who was on the live feed today was excellent. Have a great time. Oh, by the way, uh, since you're on, I know there's a lot of people that loved Riley when he was on the podcast last time. Riley's going to be back in town doing Sisyphus Brewing. It's September 9th and 10th, I believe, or 10th and 11th, one of the two. But 9th and 10th, I think it is, Friday and Saturday. So, yes, Friday and Saturday, the 9th and 10th. Get tickets, Sisyphus Brewing. He's a fucking lights-out awesome comic. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.